I'm JD. And I'm Fraser. And welcome to another 150 Marchers at the Bar. Tonight, we're delighted to be joined by Jamie Campbell. Jamie Campbell from Bishop Auckland, County Durham, came into the public eye when he decided to go to his high school prom in drag. Following the BBC documentary made about his life, Jamie, drag queen at 16, his story has gone on to inspire the West End musical Everyone's Talking About Jamie, which was also made into a hit film for Amazon Prime. We talked to Jamie about his time in the spotlight and what he thinks looking back on the role he played in LGBTQ plus activism in the UK. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you into the public eye? So, yeah, basically, I'm Jamie Campbell. And when I was 16, I went to my school prom in drag. Um, it was part of a documentary that was on BBC called Jamie Drag Queen at 16. And yeah, just followed my journey of telling my peers that I wanted to be a drag queen. So that was out in 2011 um, and the documentary was received quite well um, and then was turned into a musical um, called Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which premiered at the Sheffield Crucible Theatre in 2017. And then from there, transferred to the West End. And now there's been international adaptations in Japan and South Korea and Australia's coming up in LA. And then the film version of that has just recently come out on Amazon Prime Video. But it still doesn't feel real because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, West End musical, like Japan, South Korea, all around the world. Um, yeah, it's complete madness. And it just doesn't feel real. It still doesn't. Because just doing that documentary, I did didn't expect any big change or anything to come from it. Like, I just wanted to go to prom in a dress and nobody was going to stop me. So I just did it anyway. And it just shows that that one little act can act like a pebble and just drop in a pebble in the river. And it just ripples out and out and out and just continues going as far as you can not even imagine. Do you see yourself as an activist? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily like to label myself as an activist because I guess like I don't know for me an activist someone really fully dedicates so much into something and I feel like I'm just what I do is just like so natural like I don't think I'm ever like really going out there and I feel like I can be doing so much more for the community as well like I feel like all I'm doing is really just existing really visibly and vocally and that seems to have helped along the way like I've heard so many stories from people who've come up to me and said like you have literally changed my life and I found that really hard to get my head around at times because I still don't think what I do is anything that special like I just I'm not ashamed of myself and I just yeah live life authentically me and I guess that in itself some people would call activism but personally like I I like I also much to the people like the first 50 and everybody who's sort of like allowed me and fought over the years to be able to get me to this point and they're the true activists to me and I feel like I don't want to label myself in the same thing as those people I mean I think I am but it's just sort of you know in my own way um I do do like talks with schools and charities and stuff but like I do want to do a little bit more like you know like on the ground kind of stuff away from like the cameras and stuff because I found with a lot of my charity stuff it ends up being like oh, the big showy stuff and like I want to do more that's like not just all of that stuff and I feel like I'm not doing enough of that bear with me and we'll see what happens 
Where do you think that desire to change the status quo comes from? It's a mixture of loads of things, really. Like, if I didn't have the support of my amazing mum at home, um, I don't know if I would have been the same. Um, but again, it did come from me as well, because I just, yeah, I just knew I wanted to do it. And yeah, and I didn't necessarily see anybody in that like media who had done anything at that point. I mean, it was like 10 years ago. So I mean, I did look up to people like Lily Savage and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we didn't really have loads and loads of like gay representation. Um, but I just sort of, I just did it. And it wasn't for any big special reason I didn't even do the documentary thinking it was going to change people's views or have an impact like I just did it because that's what I wanted to do and I did actually invite the film crew originally because I thought I was going to get beaten up if I turned up um, just in a dress without any support so me and my mum were thinking of different ways to sort of like help my safety and we just sort of came across the idea that if we had a film crew nobody would want to beat me up on camera so I just I selfishly really is why I did the documentary really just to sort of like protect myself a bit and it just so happens that it has affected people in the way it has and honestly it was the best decision I ever made it was just so surprising to see the reactions and the film crew wasn't actually at the prom it was actually like a friend like recorded some stuff so they weren't there so they didn't know that the film crew were like going to be like showing that um because I and it was surprising how many people did turn around and say oh my god you were so brave we couldn't do that and then if you don't let Jamie in we're not going in and and it wasn't just the kids either it was like their parents like you can imagine a bunch of like northern birds like like mums being like ah this is not right like, if you don't let him in like, it was a big massive team effort of so many people I think people just didn't think I was going to do it and they were just so surprised when they saw it how do you think standing up for your rights has changed or affected you yeah I'm a completely different person if that experience hadn't have happened to me everything else aside like I am still such a different person and it just showed me to not be scared to stand up for yourself and it's just proof that it is the right thing to do yeah it's made me stronger and like sort of and also it makes me like not always think the worst situation out of people like I think we can always like at the time as well I was like oh everyone's gonna hate me they're gonna shout horrible things I'm not gonna get in and I sort of had that idea going in but then from that experience, I realised that, yeah, not everybody is bad. Like, I think there are a lot of bad people in this world, and I think we tend to get caught up in that. But I think generally, most people are all right. Like, and I think most people want to do the right thing. It's just like a few horrible, bad apples out there that we need to change. Um, yeah, not always thinking the worst of people as well. If there's a way people can be better allies, what could it be? I think just being there um and I don't think anything needs to be forced either because I think when it's like forced it sort of doesn't feel real and genuine like so I think just sort of be there pick up on things ask questions and yeah show up um but don't feel like you have to do be this like person on a like horse like charging in like shining armor like we fight our own fight and if you want to help us then yeah that's good as well because we do need allies allies are so important um, but just, yeah, don't be judgmental, be respectful. And yeah, just like, see what, ask as well what you can do. Um, but for me personally, it's just, yeah, just being there and that support is enough. Like, I don't feel like I need any big massive gestures or anything. Um, just be there when I need you. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there for you as well. Like, it's a two-way street. Like. What's something you wish you could tell your teenage self? Uh, just keep going because 
I didn't ever really back down when I think about it as well. Like even when I was getting bullied the whole time, I, just, oh yeah, just tell myself that it's not going to last forever. Because um, during school, I think you think that like that's your world and it's going to be like that forever. And when you're getting bullied, it can be really hard. Um, but just tell myself it's not going to be forever. You're going to get out. You're going to find your own thing. Because they did bully me, but I'd never let them see that they were getting to me. Like I would like hold it in, get home, let it out. But then yeah, I would go back to school and just not let the bullies know. Because I think that's what bullies get off on is knowing that they're affecting you. So I never wanted to let them see that. Bigger things are ahead. Like things that you could never even imagine. What was it like once the camera crew packed up and went home? Oh, I mean, there's been ups and downs. Like, it's not been, like, a smooth journey. And even throughout this process, there has been ups and downs. Um, it's not all singing and dancing all the time. Um, but, yeah, I did just get on to, like, real life. I mean, because I was 16, like, just turned, and then I just turned 17 just after the documentary. And then it was just going out and finding myself as, like, a gay person, drag queen in this world, I, like discovered like the nightlife scene and stuff like that. And because that's where drag exists most of the time is the nightclub. Um, and then it was just, yeah, meeting other gay people. Like I always really wanted to have like a group of gay friends and eventually found that with the nightlife scene because I didn't really know any gay people before then. So it was, yeah, developing myself as a person. And then I moved to London when I was 18 and I like continued all of that and working the low paid jobs. Like getting the gigs, getting a little name for myself. Um, it was pretty normal up until yeah, 2017 when all of this started kicking off. But then even still, that's been a process as well because not everybody knew who I was. So um, People will be familiar with the Jamie narrative on the stage and screen, but what's it like to deal with that? I do think people have this idea of who I am sometimes because of what they see on stage. Um, and that's been a part of the journey as well, is coming to terms with people expecting a certain thing from you because of what they see on stage. And like, and that at times I felt like I have to like live up to the idea of Jamie New, like this like amazing character who's like strong and achieves things and I have had to separate myself from that as well um, and think that like everything that is great about Jamie New and stuff I am more because I'm a real person and I'm more than just a fictional character and um, so I've come to accept that over the years and then also there's been like the struggle with my drag queen persona as well um, like, even before the musical came out I did sort of have a bit of an identity crisis because I sort of just saw everything that was amazing and confident and beautiful about myself was as my drag persona Fifi true. and yeah I've come to realise over the years as well that everything she is I am as Jamie and more okay I'm saying a bit of confidence issue and stuff that I've like had to work on is myself as the man behind the mask um you could say I think I'm finally at a place where that's true and I can honestly say that um and that's why I've been focusing on my other projects like my fashion and stuff like that um just to have that separation of that thing that is fully mine because like with the stage show and stuff it's amazing but I'm not the one up there acting it six days a week and I, like, I'm not the one who like created it or wrote it or directed it or anything so I just lived it 10 years ago and they're still going on about it <laughs> so yeah I've, I've had to like find those things that are fully like just for myself which is like my fashion and stuff now what do you do to look after yourself I think I just like like yeah I really throw myself into my fashion and my designing and stuff but like 
my friends, my family, I take a lot of support in and I do try to keep my like personal life very separate from it all. Um, like, oh, like on my Instagram and stuff, like I do share bits of my life and stuff, but I'm like, I do like to like keep that distance between it all because I don't just, I've shared so much of my life already and I just sort of like to have that bit of separation time. My friends and family do not run at my ass like um, everybody else seems to when that I meet. Um, so that's always really good. Um, <laughs> So I keep me grounded. What do you think is the biggest challenge that faces the LGBTQ community in the UK? Um, maybe like complacency, because I think we're at a place where we sort of, oh, we've got gay marriage, or oh, there's gay people on TV, or oh, there's a big gay story in the West End, like, oh, we're fine, like, we don't need to worry about anything. What do we need pride for? Like, and it's sort of, yeah, we can't sit complacent in that because, yeah, it's all right for some, but it's not all right for all. So we've just got to keep on going until it is all right for everybody. If it, we do magically get to a place where it is all right for everybody in this country, it's not just our country it's countries all over the world where it's still horrendous so yeah as, as long as that like one little gay boy who's it like feels ashamed and hasn't got support feels that way then we've still got to keep on going what do you think about our pursuit to name the 150 marchers from 1970 yeah, I think it's amazing because we do need to remember where everything came from and yeah I just want to say thank you to those people as well like because we wouldn't be sat here today if it wasn't for those people, because we owe so much to them. It's really important. The relationship between you and your mum is a real focus in the stage and film musical. How's life changed for your mum? She's just loving it all. Like, she's just so proud. She's got a Jamie poster on the front gate. Like she like every time she goes somewhere, she tells everyone about it. Uh, she's so cute. My mum says like, oh, I didn't do anything that special either. Like I'm just doing what you should do for your kids, which is love and support them no matter who they are. And it's sad really that that isn't the narrative for so many kids. And that's why we and parents as well. Like we just sort of, but we just sort of tell people that like because not everyone is fortunate enough to be able to have that and if you haven't got that it can be really hard but just find that support network wherever you can find it I know it's that whole now cliche idea of like gay people we choose our family and there are people out there who will love and support you so just find that because you do need that support you can't go it alone wow that was amazing Jamie has been on such an awesome journey and like I've seen everybody's talk about Jamie like twice loved the movie loved the show yeah it's incredible check it yeah. out if you've not seen it um it was such a delight to to hear it from you so see you at the bar the 150 marchers was written by Fraser Flintham and JD Stewart and edited by Fraser Flintham don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 150marchers and on Instagram at 150marchers. You can find our At The Bar episodes and our journey to find the 150 marchers on Highbury Fields on your preferred podcast listening device now.